Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to episode 22 of Talk Smart with Pew and McCart. That's Joe Pew and I'm Andrew McCart. Um, Joe, good boxing we had uh, over the weekend. I know you were at a Miss Fence event on the Friday. You were in Manchester for the Magnificent Seven. Uh, there was a show in Wolverhampton. Box had a show in Wolverhampton with Adam Azim. But I think we need to talk about midweek, the, 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 the events that's happened midweek. You were there. You were at the press conference Wednesday. We'll start the Wednesday press conference. Um, yeah. Wilder, Joshua, on the same press conference. Different opponents, but same press conference. Eddie Hearn, Frank Warren, same press conference. I mean, just tell me what it was like in there. The anticipation of everybody walking out on that press conference. Yeah, it was very, very strange. It was a weird kind of simulation. There was whispers from the Monday heading into the Tuesday that we was getting this press conference. We still didn't even know for sure until about 3 o'clock on Tuesday afternoon that this was happening on the Wednesday and then we were trying to piece together who was fighting who. Anthony Joshua versus Otto Wallin and Deontay Wilder was heavily rumoured to be fighting Joseph Parker. We kind of knew that. And then the more intriguing thing for me was to see if Warren and Herm were going to be on the same table. Were they going to be talking after all these years? So many different factors come into play. AJ Big Baby Miller, another little just... Another storyline, it was literally a soap opera on stage on Wednesday. It was so, so good. But at the heart of it, we're getting a fantastic card of boxing on the 23rd of December, Day of Reckoning, Saudi Arabia. You've got so many great fights. You've got Anthony Joshua versus Otto Walim, which I think mm-hmm. is a brilliant, brilliant fight. Deontay Wilder versus Joseph Parker. Probably my pick of the card will be Daniel Dubois versus Jerome Miller. That's going to be absolute fireworks. Bivol versus Lyndon Arthur. Great opportunity for Lyndon. Ellis Zorro can attempt greatness against Jarpa Tire off the back of that Jordan Thompson win. Mate, I'm forgetting all the cards. I'm forgetting all the fights. You've got to help me out. Jai Apataya. Jai Apataya is on it. Jai Apataya versus Ellis Zorro. Yeah, you mentioned that's what you did. You've got the big uh, Mark Madoff as well. Big Mark Madoff. We spoke about him because he was out on the... Fury Ngannou on the card, and we, we spoke about him just being a frightening human being. And obviously, you've got Philip Hergovich as well, who's on it. Um, so, again, another heavyweight, heavy card, and one that I'm very, very looking forward to. But you mentioned Joshua and Marlene Ottawal, and now listen, that's a tough fight for Joshua, by the way. Really good I mean, fight. Even, though, really even good though, fight. though I think I had Fury 8-4 up when he fought Marlene, but Otto managed to get in there. He, he he forced that big, massive gash over his eye from, from a punch, not a head clash. 
and he's stuck in there for the 12 rounds. And uh, So this isn't a, a plus he's a southpaw as well. Um, I know Joshua's done quite well against southpaws, but they're always tricky. They're always that... They're hard to get a heavyweight southpaw into spar. Do you know what I mean? So it's hard to train for a southpaw, especially up at the heavyweight division. <clears throat> Excuse me. So that's not a gimme fight for, for Joshua. I expect him to win, trust me. I do expect him to win quite handsomely in terms of a stoppage. But I think Wallen will be there and there's a small chance of an upset. And I mean, minuscule chance of an upset. Uh, but like you say, it's it's a good fight. I'm looking forward to that. Then you're going to Deontay Wilder and Joseph Parker. Um, tough, tough ask for Joseph Parker, I will admit, but he's got somebody in his camp who trains alongside Tyson Fury who knows how to beat somebody like Deontay Wilder. But the way that Tyson beat Wilder was using his size, his weight, taking his legs away from Wilder, leaning on him, smothering him when he got in close. I don't think Joseph Parker's big enough, but yeah, it's, it's an intriguing. And like you said, the pick of the bunch is probably Dubois and Jarrell Miller. Um, I know I've got my thoughts on Jarrell Miller that I'll probably keep to myself. But I, I think in terms of the way he is at press conference and the way you watch his Instagram, he's hilarious on Instagram. Um, so, and Eddie Hearn put it, put it perfectly. We need characters in this sport, right? I know what you can, we can discuss his past, Jarrell Miller's past, Right, we can. We can go into that. And a lot of people say he shouldn't be boxing from what all the drugs that he found in the system and stuff like that. Um, but uh, listen, that's that's we probably won't discuss that. I don't know what your thoughts are on that. But like I say, boxing needs characters. We need them guys that are they just chat, they just absolutely talk, absolute nonsense and trash, and and it gets the crowd involved. It gets everyone talking. It gets me and you talking. And I think that's what we need. And I think. Uh, boxing is a lot more of them characters. I think boxing, especially the heavyweight division outside of Tyson Fury, who else is a who else does that sort of chatting and flamboyancy and talking shit and trash? I don't, I, don't, I can't think of anyone. I mean, they've all got their characters. I think Wilder sometimes brings it when he turns into the bronze bomber as he likes to go into that. Squad. There you go. There you go, Ali. Uh, we didn't get that on Wednesday, but I'm sure we will get that on Saudi Arabia in the build-up to the fight against Joseph Parker. But that was just that. That was just all kind of a little taste. It was a fantastic taste for the Thursday, uh, 23rd of December, heading into the 17th of February. You talk about big ones. You talk about era-defining fights. You talk about undisputed at the top, undisputed in the heavyweight division. We're finally getting it. Tyson Fury versus Alexander Usyk. I think the first time. There'll be an undisputed heavyweight title fight in 24 years, mm-hmm. I believe. And it's happening. Saw the face off. See Slice Stallone get up on a stage, mm. which was a pinch yourself moment for me. Yeah, brilliant. Absolutely brilliant couple of days. And it's all going down in Riyadh season, Saudi Arabia. Big plays, big plays. Definitely. And like I say, it's, boxing has waited. Well, I've waited. You're probably too young to remember Eddie Hearn coming onto the scene 14 years ago, however long it was. And from then, we've always waited for that Eddie Hearn, Frank Warren moment. We've waited mm. 14 years and we got it. Then, sort of like the Wilder Joshua fight's been, what, five, four, five years in the making? We're that close to getting probably it. More, probably, probably more, yeah. Probably right, son, probably more, but we're that close to getting it. Um, you mentioned there, 24 years, the boxing world, longer than you've been alive, uh, Joe. Yep. You've been waiting for an undisputed heavyweight champion and we've got it. Right, so as excellently as the uh, Turkey Alashek, he seems to be wanting to put these big fights on, and he's getting it done. And like I said to you, all the all this time, like I said to you, 
14 years for Eddie Hearn, Frank Warren, five years for Wilder Joshua, 24 years for Undisputed Heavyweight Champion. We've waited all this time, and it seems within the space of a year or six months, however long it's been, it's all happening, which is, in my mind, is, is mental. It's surreal because I'm like, I never thought we would get them. And if we did get them, it'd be a long, drawn-out process. And it, 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 do you know what I mean? And it, it won't be this build-up because we wait too long, and it loses the excitement. Pacquiao Mayweather is probably the prime example for me. It lost a little bit of excitement for me when they got in that fight. Unless I stayed up all night to watch it, but it wasn't that ah, we needed it five years before it happened. Do you know what I mean? And I think that that this is this is a good thing for boxing. Um, I know British fans are probably going to be spewing because we're we're going to miss Tyson Fury becoming undisputed or attempted to become undisputed against Usyk because he'll be fighting in Saudi Arabia. Then we've got Joshua and Wilder. That'll probably be in Saudi Arabia, so we won't get to see Joshua fight here. And and I think. British boxers probably, especially the fans, will be a little bit upset and hard done by it. We're not going to get to see these fights. But on the other side of that coin, Joe, we're getting to see these fights. Yeah, and to make it a little bit of a positive spin on the fact that they're not on UK soil, they're still a UK time zone, which helps it so much because kind of we've been used to getting up at 3, 4, 5 o'clock in the morning, whether that's kind of East Coast, West Coast. It, It is a US baseball and we're lucky now it's going to be between nine and 11 o'clock prime time. Mm-hmm. We're getting it. We'll all be in peak form, ready to watch the undisputed fight and not just the undisputed fight because being around the press conferences, getting the buzz for it. This isn't just a, a, a just a splash in a pan. This is just, this is going full throttle. And I think this is long-term and I think we're going to see a lot, a lot of, Big fights in Saudi Arabia, and we're going to be making a lot of trips to Saudi Arabia. Well, that's I'm glad you mentioned that, Joe. How it's UK time because mm. I mean, growing up as a as a as a young kid and probably your age when I was your age, I had to stay up till six o'clock in the morning yeah. with my mates to watch out in Vegas all these big massive fights. So we are lucky that it's only going to be prime time for us in terms of nine between nine and ten, eleven o'clock at night for us, which is which is exciting. And Saudi Arabia are starting to starting to open like. They've got a lot going on in Saudi Arabia, the football, and I've seen they've opened up a massive theme park. Do you know what I mean? So if anyone wants to go out there to watch a fight, uh, you're gonna get the you're gonna get treated well because it seems like there's so much to do out there. Do you know what I mean? While you, while you're waiting on a fight week, so it's it's exciting times, and we're gonna make a couple of trips out there, which I'm looking forward to, and I'm sure you are as well, young man. So yeah, it's, I'm buzzing, mate, and like I say, I think I'm excited for Jaya Pattaya because I watched him against uh, Big Thompson, John Thompson, and. That was the first time I really watched him, and then I started watching him on YouTube and finding out about him. I'm really excited about him. And then you got Dimitri Bevel. We, it's just, it's just insane. It's just absolutely insane, and I'm, I'm buzzing for it, mate. And uh, yeah, I can't wait. I honestly cannot wait, Joe. Neither can I, mate. It's certainly going to be a mad kind of what are we? About three, three and a half months, all the way to the pinnacle, the peak of the mountain. The Ring of Fire, Usyk versus Fury for the Undisputed Heavyweight Champion. But three months is going to be, and there's going to be some really good fights along the way. Uh, and we had a few of them last night. If we segue into the Magnificent Seven card. In... Sweet segue there, Joe. Listen, that was sweet, man. <laughs> in, the, in the AO Arena, Manchester, I was there. Really, yep. Some really good fights. Really, really good fights. I think the pick of the bunch for me was Nick Ball versus Isaac Dogbay. Really did not fail to disappoint. I think any 
hardcore boxing fan knew that they was in for a treat with this one. I've been a big mm. Mick Ball fan for a long, long time now. And see him could like the way he was controlling that fight in points was really, really impressive to see. And overcome some deep waters because I think it was it rounds three and four. He was he was struggling with Isaac Dogway. And Isaac Dogway's been in there, done it with the world's very, very best. And now he is mandatory for the WBC featherweight title, which I believe Ray Vargas is that oh, yeah. holds that title. So it'd be really well, Brandon Figueroa is the interim WBC champion, so I don't know how they're going to manoeuvre around that. Because I know Ray okay. Vargas is the WBC champion, but then he went up to Super Featherweight, I think, did he not? To fight... Um, who did he go up to Super Feather to fight? I'm not too sure, but he went up to Super Featherweight and then they made Brandon Figueroa the interim WBC champion. So there's basically two WBC champions right now. In okay. The so... Um, I don't know how they're going. Listen, I think Nick Ball deserves a straight shot at that title. So he needs, a, he deserves a straight shot. Or even yeah. figure off fight Ray Vargas to see who the real champion is, and then we get, and then Nick Ball gets the winner of they two. So, um, listen, I'm, I'm, that was a couple of months ago I read that, so I'm not too sure if that's still the case. So I'll need to uh, double check that. But like I said, you said there, Nick Ball, man, he has a, a ferocious little tank, and I think a tank is the best way to describe that young man. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? He is just absolutely ferocious. And watching the, the show last night on TV, Joe, obviously you were there, so you wouldn't have heard what Buncey said. Buncey basically said we're going to see drama, upsets, knockdowns, this, that, and the fourth, right? And he was right. He was yeah, right. Oh. We had upsets on the card, up and down the card. We had Echo Usaman losing his... I think he defended that British title for the fifth time against Harry Scarf. Right had, perform. Great yeah, performance great there by Harry Scarf. Yeah, totally. Really, really brilliant. good performance. Uh, just talking about that performance, and you were there. What was it like for Harry? Because he, he he's been uh, he's been the, like he, in his own words, he was always been the B side. He's always been the challenge, mm. right? He's always been chasing, but now he's the champion. So now he's going to be hunted. Just talk talk to me about uh, sort of like his reaction to it all and his performance last night. Yeah, look, Echo stayed around this domestic level for a hell of a long time mm. now. He's a proven British title holder, defending it on multiple occasions. And Harry Scarf, I think him and his team, speaking to Clifton Mitchell months back when he was mandatory for this title, just believed they had his number. Mm. And he, he stuck to the game plan really well for most of the fight anyway. And it was just a brilliant performance. Them Derby fans come out to, to Manchester, really exciting. But the upset of the cards, come on. I see twelve to one on some betting sites. Uh, it's got to be domestic upset of the year, I think. It's Nathan Heaney, fairy tale story. Mm. Six years ago, full time teacher decides to give it a crack. Six years later, crowning moment brings two thousand fans to the AO Arena, formerly known as the MEN, an iconic boxing arena in the UK. Screaming Delilah, he's screaming himself to the ring. Mm. which badness and goes in there and you're talking about proven British champions. You don't get more proven than Denzel Bentley, who went and fought Shannon Beck and put a very, very good performance in. Mm-hmm. So Nathan Heaney just, I can only just clap in admiration because, wow, yeah, no one could believe it, apart from the 2000 Stoke fans in the AO Arena. Yeah, I agree. Like I said, yeah, I was the British we spoke, we've mentioned this a number of times, Joe, is that when you've got two British fighters fighting for that British title, it just means everything to both fighters, whether you're defending it, fighting for a vacant title, you're the challenger for it, 
it seems to always produce the goods, and and it, and it's it's proven the pudding. That title just means so much. I think as well as a being around the scene that I have, every you ask any young fighter that's just turned pro, their main objective right there and then is that British title. After yeah. that British title, everyone wants to be a world champion. That's a given. But if you were to say to somebody, a British fighter, what is your immediate goal right now? You turn pro, and they'll all say ninety nine percent of them will say that British title. Yeah, you know what I mean. It just means so much to them. And we got that last night, and uh, yeah, it was just an absolutely great performance. Liam Davis as well, who's a little, who's uh, becoming a, a a great fighter in his own right in that super bantamweight division. Do you know what I mean? So. Yes, it was a good card last night. Nathaniel Collins, who's a featherweight, he uh, put in a, a a good performance last night as well. Um, so it's, it was a great card last night, and Magnificent Seven suited it perfectly, I believe. Solomon Dacre's got a hard-fought win against Webster mm. as well. So, yeah, great card, great, great card. And uh, how did you find it in Manchester? Obviously, not you don't have that big standout name, superstar, that normally is at that MEN arena. But, listen, you, you, you've got probably... Five or six future stars on that card. Yeah, it it was just it weren't it was a strange one to be honest because for me it weren't built up to your main event like most mm. cards are. There was seven really good fights. Um, talk about Soul Dakers. He admits himself he underperformed. He comes. He came in in two weeks' notice because Kakashi Garner. Mm. went off the card, which hopefully gets rescheduled because that's a great fight in its own right. But yeah, it felt like it at the end because of those Stoke fans, one of the one of the best atmospheres I've heard in a very, very long time. But yeah, just from top to bottom, a very, very good card. And it's going to be really interesting to see where a lot of these fighters go next. More importantly, Mick Ball and Liam Davis. I really want to, I'm really excited to see where they go. I know Liam Davis is ranked, I think, sixth and seventh with the IBF and WBC. Uh, so he's highly ranked. He's in a great position going into next year. Another incredibly exciting fighter. And yeah, a really solid domestic card. And I think it's important to remember that, okay, we, we haven't got a superstar on this card, but these are. Our bread and butters, really, because mm. you aren't going to get a day of reckoning. You aren't going to get a ring of fire every month. You're going to get them, well, in the case of the undisputed heavyweight title fight, once every 24 years. So <laughs> I think fights like this and cards like this, you've got to appreciate because they're giving value for money. They're, there's five of those seven fights you can hand on heart and say, brilliant. Mm. And yeah. that's what that's all you ask for as a fight fan. Yeah, I, I, I agree, mate. To- totally agree. And uh, there was also another, talking about stars, um, the Wolverhampton show on Sky Sports, yeah. the boxer. Um, Adam Azim seems to be, he seems to be there. He seems to be coming on in his own right now. He's, I think Ben Shalom sings his praises and thinks he's going to be a future world champion, a multi-weight world champion. He's got a great coach in Shane McGuigan. Um, he's only 10-0, and 0, I think he is now. And he put on a great performance last night for the EBU well, yeah, well, title EBO world title if there's such a thing EBO title. <laughs> I don't know why I can't say that. Um, he won it with a tenth round stoppage against Peter Jen. Um, listen, he's ten He's a European champion, but I think for me, I want to see Adam in with these guys domestically, whether it be a Harlem Eubank, a Dalton Smith. Um, I know you've got probably the Jack Carrolls and O'Hara Davis is there, way up there now. But I can't see what the problem is with trying to get my fight with Harlem Eubank, uh, Dalton Smith. Do you know what I mean? Any of these guys in the top 
five or six in the UK. I can't see. I, I would like them to see him and one of them guys. Maybe well, Lewis Ritson's. I think Lewis Ritson's moving up to welterweight now, so he won't be there. What about the winner of Sean McComb, Sam Maxwell, out in Belfast? Yeah. What about the winner of one of them? Um, do you know? I mean, that, I think that's probably a, a better fight for him right now I, I, to defend that European title. Is one of these guys from these shores, and I, I would say probably the winner of the Sean McComb, Sam Maxwell fight. Why not? Why not? Yeah, look, took that jumping fight, get the European title. That's a box ticked. Mm-hmm. But when you are ten and zero, when at the minute you arguably are the face of Sky Sports boxing. You've got the Sky Machine strapped to your back and it's full steam ahead. So if he's as good as everyone's saying he is, which uh, which I have full confidence he is, he needs to step up and he needs to fight these the, these fighters. It's going to be difficult to match him because of the talent. And I'm sure, I'm sure he wouldn't avoid him, but if Dalton Smith can get a world title eliminate, I'm sure he's going to take that over Adam Azeem. Mm-hmm. So it's very difficult. And I think Harlem Eubanks, well, he's moving up to 147, as is uh, Lewis Ritson. So, yeah, the Maxwell winner, great fight. But it's going to be hard. It's, it's hard to hold Adam Azeem back. And it's, it's another one where we kind of need to see him. We need to see him fight someone. Yeah, I know the, the mandatory challenger for um, that European belt was in the ring last night so I think that might be the, the route they're going down to defend that European title against the Mandatich I, d- I don't know who it was, I just sort of flicked through it and saw that he was in the ring doing a face-off with Adam so that's probably the the route that they're going to going to take, yeah. which is, listen, fair play to him, like he is, he's only 10 and 0, he's, he's only young, but when you're when you're doing this to these guys, you need that step up, do you know what I mean, he's blown these guys away um, with relatively ease and he's not had that sort of um, He's not going for that adversity moment yet. Do you know what I mean? Where a, a young fighter's come back to the corner and he's got a cut. Do you know what I mean? And it's pouring his eye. That little bit of adversity. Or maybe he's yeah. been rocked or he's been hurt or he's been dropped to the body and he's took a knee. He's not went through that yet. Do you know what I mean? And that's uh, I think that's the type of fight he needs to go for that little bit of adversity. Do you know what I mean? And uh, yeah, but listen, not take it away from him. You've got to beat who's in front of you and he's smoking everyone in front of him. So listen, fair play to him. And it's listen. We mentioned the Riyadh season and the Ring of Fire and all this sort of stuff and all these shows that are happening, and we're seeing promoters working together. And now, and we, obviously, Adam Azim, if he wants to fight these guys that we're talking about, he's going to have to work with Frank Warner. Ben Shalom's going to have to work with Frank Warner or a, an Eddie Hearn. And I think, listen, I think for the sake of boxing and the way Eddie Hearn's been speaking to me of late in the last couple of times I've interviewed him. He wants to make these fights now. And I think that Eddie will probably be open to talking to Frank a lot more now since they've worked together, maybe even a Ben Shalom. Do you know what I mean? Because they're the three main guys in here in the UK. And I think if we get them three working together to get these big fights made, because like these big shows might go to Vegas still. They might go to uh, Madison Square Garden. They might go to Saudi Arabia. So for us to get very, very good fights here, for us to watch, we can go and buy a ticket and sit ringside or sit, uh, somewhere in the stadium, the arena, we need these three promoters to work together. And I think, hopefully, this might be the start of something massive in 2024. Yeah, well, you talk about big fights in Saudi, Vegas, big, big fight in Dublin this week that you're at, Andy. I'm sure you are absolutely buzzing. I'm wearing my, wear my Conor McGregor Black Forge t-shirt. As Black you can Forge, see. absolutely love a bit of Forged. Um, <laughs> yeah, rematch. 
make or break for Katie Taylor single swim last chance? Yeah, I think was she 36, 37 now, maybe even a little bit older, I think, Katie Taylor. Certified um, legend as well. Yeah, certified legend, man, what she's done in in the sport. And it, there was a lot made when uh, last time out was Chantel Cameron when she was uh, homecoming in Dublin was the fact that she used to pretend she was a boy to get fights and when she was younger and she's really been sort of the the driving cat the driving force, the catalyst that's kick started all this women's boxing. She's done it she she's she was the main one because she was a superstar in the amateurs before she even came pro. We we did anyway the Celtic nations in Scotland and Ireland. We all knew about Katie Taylor. Yeah. Long before even maybe even in England as well. Do you know what I mean? We all knew about her because of her superstardom and the 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 amateurs, but sink or swim. I think she's 36, 37 years old, and she's had a, a lot, a lot of fights. If you include her amateur fights, um, and she's she's facing Chantel Cameron, who's a, who's a great, great champion. And what is it for the the super lightweight? So it's a weight above Chantel Cameron's a big super lightweight. Chantel Cameron's fought up at welterweight as well, um, and you can see in the first fight that the size was there in Chantel's mm. Cameron in Chantel's favor, um, but Katie's. Listen, she she's she wouldn't have took this rematch if he didn't think, think she could do it. Do you know what I mean? And I, I saw a post from Sandy Ryan saying that she was working with uh, Katie Taylor in this camp. And Sandy Ryan's a big girl. I'm not. I don't mean that disrespectfully. I mean she's. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? It's hard. Um, I don't want to <laughs> say that she's a big girl, but um, she's been helping Katie Taylor a lot in this camp, and she says that she's ready. And she, um, <clears throat> so obviously they've been working on the game plan for Chantel Cameron, but Jamie Moore. And, and Nigel Travis, I'm sure they're working on the game plan as well to go into this fight. So I'm looking forward to it. I think it'll be a, a lot more, a lot more punches thrown in this fight, I believe. And uh, I'm looking forward to it because it's not when the Irish come out to party, they come out to party. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? And they sung from the first bell to the last bell for every fight that was on the card. Almost every Irish fighter was getting the like every Irish fighter was getting the the roar of the crowd. As if they mm. were Katie Taylor walking that, doing that ring walk. Do you know what I mean? So they came out to support the run, and it's, it's going to be exciting. But your thoughts on it, Joe? What what what, what are you expecting? What are you hoping for? Can't wait, mate. Hoping for the same as last time, as in the show, was in the atmosphere, and yeah, two greats of the sport in Chantel Cameron carving out her own legacy now. And we've already just spoke about what Katie's done for the sport in the last, what, even 10, going back before that 15 years in the amateur system, just mm. absolutely revolutionised that. So, yeah, cannot wait for it. And it'll be a, a good week for you, I'm imagining, mate. Yeah, I like I said, I love it out there, um, out in Dublin. It's a great, I think I had Parsons out at Temple Bar one night, um, young Parsons, so, and Colm's coming down with me as well. So <clears throat> it should be... It should be a, a good week, another good fun week, and I'm looking forward to it. Gary Cully's on the card, Paddy Donovan, Paddy Donovan's on the card, um, in two two fights. I think it's uh, Reese Mould for Gary Cully, which is going to be an absolute, yes. which good is a good fight. fight. Gary really to good fight. To, yep, to get back to to winning ways, and Paddy Donovan's fighting Danny Ball. You've got Nick uh, Sky Nicholson, she's on the card as she's well. Heart. Uh, no party, no Carty. Thomas Carty's on it, big heavyweight. As well, another exciting heavyweight, a southpaw as well. So, um, yeah, it's 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 going to be fun. It's going to be exciting. And like I said to you, the Irish come out to party, man, and they they support their own. So it's always no matter who's on that card. If you're Irish, you're getting support. So, listen, I'm looking forward to it, and I can't wait, mate. Uh, yeah, but you missed out your little. I, I don't want to talk about it, but you know, 
you were there on Friday night, the Misfits card. I want to give a shout-out to Adam Brooks because, Adam, fair play to you, big man. Listen, there was talk about... We we were discussing about my mate James English having a fight with Adam, getting a fight with Adam at some stage. And then I was jokingly saying to Adam, listen, I want to fight Misfits, Adam. Let me fight you. And he was like, oh, no, 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 Andy. You're you're too good. I don't want to fight you. I'm just a novice and all this sort of stuff. So... Listen, you're not a novice anymore, mate. That's two two wins, two knockouts. So fair play to you, mate. I'm really, really happy for you. And you it, you know when you put in the work, the hard work, and yeah. the, the most nervous thing for any man to go through, man or woman to go through, is stepping through them ropes, right, with the knowledge that you might get knocked out in front of all your friends and family. That's a scary thought. And he's done it twice now. And lucky, lucky enough, he's got the win. He's got two impressive knockouts on his record now. So fair play to him. Fair play to him, Joe. Uh, fair play to him. We can... Joke about all the uh, shenanigans, me jumping in the middle of fights between yeah. Ed Matthews. Uh, yeah, that was funny. Um, <laughs> but there is a serious um, message from Dapper Laughs. He's changed his life in about 16 months now. Been off the booze, off the drugs, and um, yeah, put kind of all of his energy into training and questionable opponent in Simple Simon, but he held his form well, um, but he shaped up well, and hopefully we'll see Dapper last back, and he was uh, campaigning for men and their emotions, which is always a good campaign. Men's mental health is uh, important to raise awareness. So, in the midst of all the carnage, there is a good message at the end of the day. Joe, let's talk about that fight breakup, mate. You were right in the middle. Oh. Listen, you never even dropped your camera, mate. Talk to me. That, that's a skill set in its own right, is it not? It's not really because I didn't manage to break it up. I just saw the SA boys and thought, right, that's me done. I've got, I've made it look like I'm trying to stop it. But realistically, was I ever going to stop nothing? No. With one hand there. Yeah, I think I looked the part, but I don't play it well. Well, that's what I was like that. The young man's still recording. It's like you're, you're doing that. Stop. Stop, guys. Stop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the one. That's the one. The camera <laughs> weren't on. The camera was not on. All right. Uh, yeah, so uh, I'll, I'll keep a little bit of dignity there. Well, but, yeah. listen, but well, well done to you, mate. And uh, you've had a busy weekend, so enjoy next week if you've got nothing on. Enjoy it. a little bit of downtime. Mark Chamberlain, Mark Chamberlain at York Hall Queensbury Show. Good prospects show. I'll be there next week. And yeah, Liam Williams out on that card as well. Yeah, Liam we Williams. Yeah, yeah. Hamza has pulled out for injury, so good to see he's still on there. But yeah, so no, no weekends off, mate. No weekends off. And that's the way you love it, young man. That's the way you yes, love mate. it. Listen. As always, love spending my Sunday evenings with you, whether it be a Sunday afternoon, Sunday morning, or Sunday evening, Joe. I love my little half-hour chat with you. And, uh, yeah, enjoy the rest of your week. Enjoy the show next week, and I'll catch you next Sunday. Catch you next Sunday, mate. Enjoy Dublin. Thank you, brother. Thank you. Sports Social Podcast Network.